Hello, and welcome to The Adrian Ross Show, a product of the BMG Network. So glad you're tuned in at thebmgnetwork.com, the BMG Network's YouTube channel, or a major podcast platform. It's time for another exemplary episode. So here we go. I'm glad you're tuned in this episode of the Adrian Ross Show. I don't anticipate this is going to be a long episode at all, but we're going to continue on an important topic, the topic of relationships. Last week, Robin McLean was my guest, and she and I conversed about the importance of fellowship. This time, it's different. We're talking about our relationship with the Lord, our relationship with God. And I want to specifically zero in on fasting. That's such an important topic, particularly right now, because a lot of churches like to start the new year with a fast. And so there are churches who are fasting right now. My church is in the midst of a fast, and there are churches who are who are finishing up a fast. But it is a relevant topic, particularly to people of faith. Now, I come from a background where every year at the beginning of the year, we're fasting. That's how we that's how we function in my church back in New York. My pastor now is is a, is a little different. My pastor now, he's not the kind of person who just does something out of out of habit. And I'm not saying that all the churches who fast at the beginning of the year, they're just doing it out of habit. So don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying that my pastor, Pastor Zach Strong, he's a man who's constantly seeking the Lord. And this year, this year he felt that we were to fast. We were to enter into a fast and join in with other churches in our region, other churches in the nation, and really set this time aside to dig in to, to the Lord. And when people are fasting, as I'm already hearing this year, they begin to see God do some things that perhaps they weren't seeing before. You hear people talking about, oh my goodness, the presence of the Lord in our services are amazing right now, or uh, hundreds of people are giving their lives to Jesus, or you know, I'm seeing miracles or signs and wonders and all those things. When you hear that, that happens during a fast. And um a lot of that is because we are focusing in on the Lord. I'll talk a little bit more about that because it. My question, the question that I have that I'm that I'm bringing forward today is, what if we made fasting a lifestyle and not an event, not the thing that we just do at the beginning of every year or not the thing that we do right around Easter time or even for, for people who have uh, a habit of fasting every week, they take a day every week and fast. What if we live a fasted life? Fasted life, what, what do you mean fasted life? We gotta eat, right? You know, we can't just, we can't just not eat or, or half eat or however, however people are doing their, their fast. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about living a fasted life, meaning actually engaging in what many are doing during that time of fasting. So when I hear the, the wonderful testimonies and when I see the wonderful things that I see during fast, I have to go, what if we lived a life of fasting and by that, I mean, if you're really fasting, that means you, you have set this time aside, that you are pressing into God, 
you are you are seeking his face more if we're really fasting because otherwise honestly we're just on a diet you know i mean really or we're just not engaging in social media at all or as much or whatever boundaries a person sets up you know if we're not really pressing into God, if we're not really seeking his face, if we're not really stirring up, you know, if we're not really calling on the Lord, if we're not doing things differently, then we're really not fasting. So we're just, you know, we're just on a diet for the most part, you know? So that's my question. Like if we really treated fasting, um, treated our lives, like we tend to treat that little bit of time that we set aside to fast. If we lived our lives with that awareness how that we need the Lord, if we lived our lives crying out to God that he would give us a hunger for him, if we lived our lives just, just get consecrated and giving ourselves fully to him, then wouldn't we see more of the things that we do see when we're fasting or we do experience when we're fasting? I believe, and I'm not preaching anybody. I am not, um, I'm not throwing stones or anything. I'm saying us, I'm included in that. Like if I, you know, there's something about when you do, you, you press into God, it stirs up a hunger in you. It stirs up a fire in you. It stirs up the things sometimes that get dormant within you. So I'm saying with even myself, like if I lived a life that way, that fasted life, how much different things would be? Because I I understand in the scriptures, they would call a fast. And I understand that pastors call a fast. And I understand that we as individuals call a fast, but I want to live a life that is fasted. I want to live a life where I am always aware that I have been set aside, not a week set aside, not 21 days set aside, but my life has been set aside. The Lord has set me apart for himself. And, and I, and we can't always just, I mean, you can't just go in the corner and abide in the corner or whatever. Sometimes we have those times and those seasons where we draw aside and we, you know, it's, it's us and the Lord. We can't, we, we live in this world. We have to function in this world, but I can, I can live a life in which I am hungry for God. And, and if I don't feel hungry for God, then I have to, I, you know, you get around food, as they say, and you become hungry. And that food is, is the presence of the Lord, would be other people who love the Lord, would be getting in his word, which I need to do even more. I need to do even more. Getting into his word, getting into prayer, you know, um, seeking his face and, you know, listening to, uh, to uh, ministry and reminding ourselves of the things that God has spoken about our lives. What if we lived that kind of life, if that were our lifestyle and not an event, how would things be different? But sometimes we get satisfied. Well, it's January. So now we're going to, we're going to fast. And if we're not careful fasting, which is good for us, the Bible says when you fast, so we should be expected to fast, you know? Um, so if we're not careful though, that can become 
a habit rather than part of, of who we are, part of our passion for the Lord, etc. it can become a habit. You know, and, and it's like, well, it's January, let's let's go fast. And again, for people who do that every January, I'm not hating on you at all because there's something about that corporate agreement. There absolutely is, but it is as deep as we make it. You know, like I said, in my background, and they still do it there. God, I not it's a it's a beautiful thing. They're they're fasting, they're pressing in, they're digging in every year this time. There's prayer every morning at six o'clock in the morning, every evening at six o'clock at night. And and when their heart is when your heart is fully in it, that's a beautiful thing. But if it's just a habit, you might as well go. I think, I mean, there's something to be said for discipline, right? But the Lord wants our hearts, not just our discipline. You know, that just reminded me of something my pastor said this morning um, when he was preaching. He talked about people who are obedient. He shared a story about someone who was saying to the Lord, well, Lord, I'm doing I'm doing what you told me to do. I'm, I'm doing that. And yet I'm not seeing um, X, Y and Z. And, and the Lord was saying to him that you've been obedient, but you haven't been willing. And that is there's something to be said for obedience. More people need to be obedient. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be obedient until you're willing, <laughs> you know, but you're obedient. But where's your heart in it? Where, where, where's your heart? It's like I used to hear someone say that um, actually there's another pastor when I was out of college and uh, someone I still I still watch today, Pastor David Cordell. Um, I watch him on Sunday mornings while I'm getting ready for church when he's teaching um, the school of the I think he calls it the school of the spirit because he walks in, in, in miracles and signs and wonders and all that. But he used to share this this story about the child who says, you know, I'm, I'm sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. The parent says, sit down. He's sitting down on the outside, but on the inside, he's standing up. So there's his obedience is there, but his heart's not in it. And so we want to be people who are obedient, who are willing and obedient. The scripture talks about that. And, and we can be, we can be willing and we can be obedient. And I believe that if we live that life, myself included, myself, first of all, live a life that's fasted, meaning that's consecrated, meaning that's sold out, meaning I'm pressing in. I want to hear your voice, God. I want to be in your presence, God. I want to, I want to, I want to flow in, in the spirit, Father. But but first it's it's me and you, Lord. It's the relationship with 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 the Lord. Now Robin and I talked about relationships with other people. And I've been talking about fellowshipping with other people, some good and some people we need to cut ties with, right? Because it's not good. But when we talk, when Robin and I talked about healthy relationships, well, it, it, it starts here. You know, the Lord pours into us as we reach out to him and we get to pour out. And that is what enables us to have healthy relationships because we're feeding on the manna from heaven. We're feeding on what God has for us. And we're living in a day and a time that God is promising to do amazing things. His word is still true. There are things that I'm still believing God for in, in my life, you know, and I, I'm confessing his word is true because it is true, you know, but I want that relationship with him to be, to be number one. And then, you know, 
we, we come together, we, we begin to see these things that I'm hearing people talk about, but I'm like, there's a reason why people are like, oh my goodness, while we're fasting, this is what we're experiencing. This is what we're seeing. Why? Because people are pressing in, people press in during the, they, they should be, we should be, and people are pressing in, seeking the Lord you know, calling on his name, drawing close to him, pulling away from the things of the world because the things of the world can really, really pull on you, you know? And, and, and there's no, there's no wonder that, that the Lord is doing, that we're seeing the Lord do more. It's not like his hands are tied. Otherwise, it's just that we have to position ourselves in a way for the Lord to do what he wants to do. So I'm, I'm just saying, I just had to throw that question out. What if fasting were a lifestyle and not an event, not an event, the fasted life of seeking the Lord and drawing close to him and, and, and wanting to hear his voice and have, and being, we can be walking down the street and the Lord is speaking to us. You don't have to be off, you know, in a corner for, for 80 days or anything like that, but we want to be so in tune with him, you know, that, man, we can, we can flow and he can use us and he can be glorified and people's lives can be changed and, and we can live out the purpose of God. We don't have a whole lot of time and tomorrow is not promised to any of us. People are, are leaving here. I want to make a difference. One of the things our church is praying about, we had a different, we, we, we're in the midst of a 21 day fast. We're just starting the final week, but we had focuses for each week you know, and um, last week we, our focus was about the church, about praying for our church and our leadership at our church. And, um, and one of the prayer points was that we would have an impact in our community. And my pastor asked this question, we were at prayer Wednesday night, and he was just like, if our church, if, if we were not here, or if we up and left, would we be missed? Such an important question. Would we be missed? Are we making such an impact that anybody would even notice that we weren't there? And that is our prayer. And, and it, it can't just be the prayer for those in that, for everybody in the whole thing. Yeah, it's important, the whole church, but we have to even narrow that down to our own lives. I want my life to count. I want my life to count. Um, I want to, and when I say that, I'm not talking about some huge platform in the world. If God wants to give that to me, praise God. More people I can reach for him, the better. But I mean, I want, I want, I want there to be a legacy of making a difference for that which truly matters. And God does that in all kinds of ways. And he places us in all kinds of places to make a difference. It's not just within the four, four walls of the church or the four walls of our homes, but it should manifest there as well. So I'm leaving you with that question again, for those of you particularly who are people who fast, you know, um, and particularly if we're doing this, like, you know, yearly, we're going to do this. For those who do that, um, what if we lived a fasted life? Let's make the true meaning of fasting, not just not eating. I mean, the true meaning of fasting, that consecration, seeking the Lord. Let's make that a lifestyle and not just an event. I challenge you to do that just as I challenge myself. I don't want to fast and then just go back to business as usual. Been there, done that, not interested.
I'm ready to go deeper. I want to go deeper. I want to live deeper. And I want you to also. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Adrian Ross Show. I told you we were talking about relationships. I told you it'd be a little bit different. It's about a relationship with the Lord. It's about, it's about fasting, but it's about a fasting life. So I'll catch you on the next episode of the Adrian Ross Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please be sure to go to the bmgnetwork.com and check out the other podcasts there. And uh, I'll catch you next time. God bless you abundantly. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.